This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the Dadly Boys of What Culture here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. And that issue today is how to solve the Bray Wyatt problem. Michael Hanfler, what is the Bray Wyatt problem? Careful. Yeah, the Bray Wyatt problem, just to make it clear to people who are coming at this podcast and thinking we're already taking a dump on this return, is absolutely not the return. That went down amazingly well at Extreme Rules. I think everybody was pretty much unanimous in their praise of the White Rabbit teases mm-hmm. and the fact that this felt like the spooky version of the CM Punk viral thing from last year. Uh, the Bray Wyatt problem is that for nearly 10 years, WWE haven't figured out how to book Bray Wyatt. He debuted in 2013 um, on the main roster, having existed a little bit longer than that in NXT, and people immediately got very excited about a Will and Mercy type figure, a cult leader, somebody that could easily be sort of transposed into sports entertainment and make just enough sense with a little bit of a darkness, goth leaning that might be able to replace The Undertaker because we were always looking for a new Undertaker. And then they almost immediately screwed it up. Um, he was made to look like a bit of a clown. He couldn't really beat Kane in a match that he did side of the terms of, and eventually that just becomes the death and destruction of version one of Bray Wyatt. So he gets rebuilt as the Fiend, and yet again, everybody is as excited for um, Bray Wyatt round two. This time we're going to get it right, and then they screw the Fiend up after a month on the main (laughs) roster, and it just keeps happening like that. I don't know if Triple H is going to do things differently, but the hope of, well, just about everything he's attempted in WWE seems to be powerful with Wyatt too. He's getting one last chance to get it right. Like he's he's he's, he's a monk. There's a fiend amongst dropping. I think we've let him in. I think we've let him in. That's what it is. It's not QR codes. It's it's beeps. <laughs> Just to echo that, right? I do not want to be the snarky dickhead who spoils everyone's fun by saying that you know what the Bray Wyatt the character was terrible. It was cringe. It made no sense in the context of WWE, and it was a complete rotten failure. That's not inaccurate, however. I don't personally like supernatural gimmickry in wrestling, but I would be an idiot and a bad analyst if I was to dare suggest that his return didn't go down amazingly well. The viral marketing campaign wasn't remarkably clever and very successful. 
Um, just because I don't like it doesn't mean a lot of people haven't. I made a snarky joke on another podcast about how no one was asking for Papa Shango to come back. Literally nine years, nine years after the character was first revealed to be not particularly effective, right? That speaks so much about the literal cult that is Wyndham, Wyatt, Fiend, whatever. People are besotted with the idea of Bray Wyatt. If they weren't, despite nine years of people either being despondent at how it was mishandled or kind of laughing at the fact that it was a bit silly, nine full years of people being in love with the, the, the idea of Bray Wyatt. The key difference this time around is that people, judging by the reaction to the viral marketing campaign, judging by that series of monster pops mm. at Extreme Rules, firmly believe that Triple H has got a significantly better chance of manifesting and making something of this absolutely alluring concept. The problem with Bray Wyatt is that he lost loads. He can teleport to the ring, but he can't pin someone's shoulders to the mat for three <laughs> seconds. The problem with Bray Wyatt, if he is this guy with mind control at least or actual supernatural powers at most, you have to go all the way in. I'm not saying win the world title, he has to have a push similar to Roman Reigns in the heel role from 2020 to 2022. They have to absolutely go all the way in, make him invincible. In the meantime, think and really dedicate um, your creative to the baby face who's going to beat him in the end mm. after all this time. He has to win and win and win and win and win. Otherwise, it's so much worse to be Bray Wyatt than it is to be literally any other wrestler because he has these powers. He has this aura. He has this sort of energy as the big dark overlord of WWE. If you just beat him, it just makes no sense. And that kind of feeds into, I guess, the next talking point. Well, yeah, I want to talk about how WWE should book him. But first and foremost, we know now, obviously, with the news coming out today, he's going to be on the SmackDown brand. Yep. He's going to potentially even show up on SmackDown this week. Who's the first person he should go after? He should go after Drew McIntyre. I've made this point quite often. Drew McIntyre is cooked as a babyface. He was kind of cooked as a babyface after Clash at the Castle. It would be a miracle if they can get Drew McIntyre in the babyface, guys, as hot as he was before Clash at the Castle. That's going to be really hard because you've already tugged at the heartstrings for his genuinely incredible story. People don't believe in him the same way. He's now being used as a device to get Karrion Cross another major project, over. But he's retained just enough credibility that if Bray Wyatt targets him and beats him, it's not a waste of time. It's Drew. He's been a massive star, former WWE champion. But the idea being that he's probably going to turn heel at some point, or he has to. So the timing's right for Drew because he can absorb a loss in the face roll because the face roll isn't very long for this world. The issue with Drew is that part of his jocular appeal is that he does like to own the room. He does like to wisecrack a little bit. Part of booking Bray Wyatt to, to take him seriously, and look, I know Roddy Piper on commentary sometimes took the piss out of The Undertaker, right? You can't do that. The Undertaker prevailed. He was over in spite of it. But you can't have people doing little pithy digs at Bray Wyatt or trying to cut jokes. He has to be taken seriously. You have to sell fear of him. He can't be even adjacent to comedic material. Um, so that's the only issue with the way that they script the Drew McIntyre character, but I think he's as good a first scalp mm. as any 
to rebuild him. Yeah, I think we're unanimous here when you talk about it, the fact that Bray's first target should be Drew. We even predicted that on the uh, Extreme Rules preview, saying that like if he's not going to do what he eventually turned out doing, which is just show up at the end of the show, mm-hmm. if he is going to interfere in a match, it was the perfect thing to do because, as we talked about when we were referencing Bray Wyatt's last reinvention as The Fiend, Drew McIntyre is very much in that sort of Finn Balor role from back then. Yeah, you. it's not fortuitous because ideally you want to plan for these things, but there are certainly situations where if you inv- like involve in a mega heel, and you know it's difficult to nail down Bray Wyatt's alignment, but like by the letter of the law, he'd be a heel, I guess. Um, what, that you've got a baby face that you can kill for the benefit of that heel. It doesn't always work that way, and sometimes you have to sacrifice one. Drew McIntyre is not a sacrifice, and I think that's why he seems like such the perfect choice, because ultimately what killed The Fiend was that they didn't want to make Seth Rollins a sacrifice. Mm. He couldn't just... Like, Seth Rollins lose in two minutes to The Fiend. Yes, it would probably have been rushed to put the belt on The Fiend, but you've done it. You've absolutely committed to it, and instead they didn't want to sacrifice him. Drew McIntyre was absolutely not that, just as Finn Balor wasn't that, just as Kane wasn't that, even though they wouldn't go all in. Kane was never anything. Back in 2013. So it's... They, you know, the circumstances have been made right for Bray Wyatt to get off to the best possible start. Um, and again, just to go back to this faith in Triple H's control of him and the characters that he's going to line him up against. It's, you know, it could be argued, I think, that, like, we've made no secret of this, right? We're not particularly Bray Wyatt fans. But I, like, will give... Willborn is. I'll give the benefit of the doubt to any act that gets a reaction like they did at Extreme Rules. And certainly the, uh, like, the benefit of the doubt undermines the merchandise money that that character used to make. Those fiend belts, man, $4,000 or whatever it was. The people that were into him would spend money to be into him. So in a way, the, ver- the firing of him might, to me, have been like, well, you know, maybe cut bait, this just hasn't worked. But there were probably WWE hardcores that were furious about that, that felt like, well, Vince McMahon, like, he let us down. Loads of times over 20 years, Vincent Mann has never let me down before. You sacked the fiend, Vincent Mann, you've let me down. So Triple H has probably brought them back into the mm. fold as well. So it pays. Rain seems to bear that out. Well, yeah. Like, there are, we've often talked about casual fans. There are fiend fans that were probably waiting for Bray Wyatt to return and now want their emotional investment and potentially financial investment rewarded. So someone like a Drew McIntyre shows commitment to the cause as well. It rewards those fans that have come back for Raw, that have bought tickets for Raw, that have you know tuned into Extreme Rules, bought the White Rabbit t-shirts, that you haven't just done this with some sort of like false hope. Mm. This isn't a false dawn this time. You're going to get your big win and you're going to get your big moments. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You are partially right, Sid. I was a, a fan of The Fiend, I'd say, longer than most people in the What Culture office. But I myself was tearing my hair out and so angry when they booked that match for the world title at Hell in a Cell. One of the worst moments in WWE history. Because yes, before yeah. it even happened, I was like, this is ridiculous. Why not? Because it was, it was fairly quick after he'd beaten Balor, wasn't it? It was pretty much the next thing, yeah. effectively. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you've got Hell in a Cell. You've got a character, effectively, from Hell... Just have him kill someone in a cell mm-hmm. match, anyone except the world champion, because you know, well, what someone can't, neither person can afford to lose this, and in the end, they had to do the bollocks that they did, of course. So, in terms of this new version of Bray Wyatt, how did WWE book him, and not just for the first month in a feud with Drew McIntyre? Looking forward, should he even involve himself with the world title? Well, absolutely not, no, because it does create awkward questions that you don't want to yet have to answer. Basically, Bray Wyatt, in my opinion, should involve himself in the world title when that idea becomes undeniable, when it becomes the point where everybody's calling for it and WWE need to have their finger on the pulse and need to be listening and need to now feel, yes, now is the right time. I can't tell you when that is. It's just going to feel right and they have to act. Sidrick made a comparison to Roman Reigns before in terms of Bray Wyatt's schedule, and I think there is something to that, not just for Bray, but for the, the mooted... Wyatt Six or a group of people that were maybe alluded to in the teases. One of the benefits of the bloodline, other than being a cool act, is that you've got other people to work um, that are working kind of on behalf of Roman Reigns. Here's this Usos main event because Roman doesn't really work TV, but the bloodline are on the show, so it's kind of like Roman's here. If there is indeed to be a stable or people that are converted by this new version of Bray Wyatt, he Overlord, that word he used, he kind of doesn't have to work that often while he's got other people working on his behalf. It means he can appear on television. It means that the idea of Bray is always there, but for argument's sake, Joe Gacy, let's say, right? Joe Gacy is one of his guys, one of his minions, whatever. He's there working regularly, and Bray Wyatt is the big bad. Like, somebody has, like, had the troubles with Joe Gacy, but got past Joe Gacy, and now, well... Right, you've unlocked me now. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> and it's going to be a big four pay-per-view. And everybody's got really hyped because he's never wrestled on Raw. And he only appears on SmackDown. Mm. And I can't believe he's in the ring. What's he going to look like in the ring? So you get all that speculation brand new all over again in a cycle of maybe every three or four months. I'd have Bray Wyatt enter the Royal Rumble. Because the idea of Bray Wyatt going and picking a ball out of a tumbler is absurd. You know, you can just about get past him grabbing a headlock. But the idea of Bray Wyatt entering into the normal... Like, cut and thrust of being a WWE superstar does not work. And we've learned that over and over and over again. You have to think different this time. You have to think outside of the box-like structure. Yeah, in terms of having him on telly um, and, you know, appearing, I'm not suggesting that he doesn't always, you know, he doesn't have to be there once a month or whatever it may be. But Hamlet's right, and we always talk about this. You're a spooky, supernatural, mind-controlling character who has to grab a headlock and catch their breath. How would you book uh, Wyatt? Sige, in terms of, yeah, would you have him do limited amount of matches? The idea of Bray Wyatt going to wrestling school, again, that's instantly when this evaporates. 
I think for a lot of people, the idea of The Undertaker being a wrestler worked because we were all children at the time and we just didn't know about wrestling school or anything daft like that. As I said, with a character like Bray Wyatt, how he expresses this fact that he casts a spell of fear, however it's articulated, whether he has actual magical powers that are expressed in pretty silly or, you know, cool or whatever theatrical stunts, whether it's that or whether he's just got such an aura as this menacing, scary guy who can use the power of his mind and intimidate people, whether it's one of those two things, it doesn't matter, you have to go all the way. And that is, therein lies the problem with Bray Wyatt all along for me in terms of the book. And again, not personally my thing, I will never begrudge anyone for enjoying it. I simply sometimes don't understand. But there is something in doing the correct version of something I'm not into, and I would still absolutely respect it. Absolutely respect it. He has to go all in. He has to win every single match he's in because otherwise, what kind of evil wizard, mm. scary monster guy is he? Definitively as well, not stealing one or distraction. Not steal one. You can't distract. He has to be this living monster who can strike fear into the hearts of all of his opponents um, I don't even think match quality is necessarily that much of a concern. And we know we haven't really seen that many great, undisputedly heated, non-gimmicked Bray Wyatt singles matches. It just hasn't happened. There's really there's a big library of incredibly loud Bray Wyatt matches where he didn't have the sell or a false count anywhere or a last man standing to work with. I'll watch them. Send them to me. <laughs> Um, but ultimately, I don't think work rate matters to the WWE audience. If so, they probably would have gravitated to New Japan or AEW at this point. So match quality for me isn't a concern. People want the theater. Mm. People want the production. People want the big-time feeling, and you absolutely get that with Bray Wyatt. Ultimately, he has to win decisively and frequently to substantiate that elusive idea, and goddamn, is it so compelling to people, mm. and they have to go all the way. You can't half arse a character like that from the perspective of that character. They have to have signed, at great expense, someone they consider the next big thing in their programming. Otherwise, it simply doesn't work. Mm. Uh, finally, Hamlet sort of alluded to the uh, to the Wyatt Six. Who are the Wyatt Six, Sage? I think the Wyatt Six exists because he changed his art to Wyndham Six, presumably because Wyndham One, Wyndham Two, Wyndham Three, <laughs> Wyndham Four, and Wyndham Five were already taken on Twitter. Barry... Kendall. <laughs> so hang on. So there's Bray Wyatt, right? And the puppets come to life. So there's Wyatt. There's Sister Abigail. There's the Buzzard. There's... Buskers the, the Pig Boy. Buskers the Pig Boy. The Dancing Fiend. Fiend's back. So the... Oh, the guardrail. So, right, okay. Sorry. Abby the Witch. Uh, right, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. The Fiend. Yeah. That looked like someone I saw on the queue to clash at the castle cosplaying. But Binbag Fiend. Yes. Sister Abigail. Well, Abby the Witch, but yes. Abby the Witch. Hell, sorry, I got my law wrong. <laughs> Mercy right. the Pig Boy and Mercy the Buzzard. Yeah. And uh, Rambling Rabbit. Ram oh, so there is six. six. Yeah. They're like extras. I don't think they're talent. They could be like running buddies that can do interference and distractions and all the rest of it. Look, will you have the stable that incorporates Dexter Loomis and Carrion Cross and loads of like goth thumbnails come true? I just can't see it. I don't think he needs them yet. Conga that line. Conga <laughs> line, Phil, thanks. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> they can take it. No way Jose's in the white six. 
They can take it in that direction if they so wish. No way. Ho Bray. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. These guys aren't like, it's not like Joe Gacy and Ramask. Mm. I think they're just extras who at some point might interfere or terrorize people on screen. I just don't think it's going to be a big deal. Sorry. Yeah, I want to say it wasn't working trios with the creatures of the night, was it? <laughs> no. I do, I like, I, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm more, like I say, I'm more of a fan of this whole thing than, than a lot of people at what, what Culture, but even I think it'd be funny to have, like, join us on Friday night where it's uh, Chad Gable versus Huskers the Big Boy. <laughs> like, as silly as that sounds, because I don't think that either. I don't think these characters as they are. I think maybe if people are wanting to assign names, it's not that they're under the mask. It's that they represent, you know, the one person going to be coming in. We're not asking them to reinvent the wheel here. Like like every single character, like every single story, just put some rules on a whiteboard and stick to them. Mm. That's what matters the most with Bray Wyatt. And that is no different to Roman Reigns. That's how you should book everybody. That's how you should book every single story. You've got rules for this. What do we do with this one? What do we not do with this one? And absolutely to the letter stick with it. Because how many times did they set rules and then tear them up with Bray? So if you want uh, the <laughs> Mercy the Buzzard in a Hawaiian shirt, it must be Happy Corbin. Like if you want Happy Corbin to be one, like a new cult follower, Fine. He fell on hard times again, and Bray Wyatt reached out to him, and he was like, yeah, why not? Okay, like, I'll take it. But then don't betray that. Don't just have Baron Corbin go out there and lose every week, because what was the point of joining the cult if he hasn't actually empowered you? It's, it's, that sounds so obvious, mm. but they would do it. Like that Inferno match against Kane had Harper and Rowan like, throwing a towel over the fire, so he's scared of the flames then. Like, why have you booked this match? See what I mean? And that's night one. It's just, like, if you're going to have a rule, just stick to it. And if you're going to have these characters, yeah, commit. At all costs, commit. Because there will be some costs. A few traditional wrestlers and storylines may suffer. But there is financial evidence to suggest that it might be worth it if you do commit. And I don't necessarily like, just one more thing, mm -hmm. the idea of how oh, we should keep Bray Wyatt out of the title picture. Why? Why did he go to wrestling school? Why does he <laughs> want to be in it? So that's another problem. But yeah, commit all the way. Don't do it because mm. it won't work. Very intriguing to see how things go forward, especially on this week's SmackDown. Let us know your thoughts on the whole Bray Wyatt situation and the uh, Wyatt 6 uh, in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... Please be nice. It's not personally my thing, but I'm not <laughs> denying that it can't work if done well. That's all I'm saying. At M. Sidgwick. And you can follow me at Adam Wilbur. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. But for now, this means Get the Table. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.